Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Loomy Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. Triple D's, what do you do? Yes, sir. Triple D's back at it again. And one person who was back last night was Kyrie Irving making his season debut against the Pacers in the Nets 129-121 win. Um, in this game, Kyrie Irving, 22 points, four assists on 9-17 shooting. KD went crazy at 39 points, you know, seven assists, eight rebounds. And James Harden put up 18, six, and five as well. So, Dom, I'm going to start with you. What did you see out of Kyrie's performance? Um, You know, he came back. He looked pretty spry. He had, I believe, 21 points at first. He... He was struggling a little at first. He didn't really, you know, get in the groove in the first quarter. But, you know, as the game went on, he was able to, you know, start getting some momentum back. He wound up with 22 points on 9 and 17 shooting, four assists, three rebounds, you know, doing his thing. He was a plus 16, which was the second highest plus minus out there. So, you know, he came back and made a good impact. Um, Obviously, he's only going to be able to play away games, so – you know, whenever those away games happen, then the Nets will be happy to see that. And, you know, he was battling. It was basically him and him and Durant versus Lance and Sabonis because Lance Stevenson in his return to the Pacers gave him 20 points in the third. I mean, in the first quarter, wound up with 30 points, even though he was a minus six. But, you know, he played really well on his return back to Indiana. Sabonis gave him 32. He was a minus five. He gave him a 32-point triple-double. So, you know, um, they tried. But, obviously, just the trio of Kyrie, Durant, and Harden was just too much for them to overcome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Darnell, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've had similar takeaways. Um, Kyrie looked like he was he started off slow, um, but he picked it up. Three ball wasn't really falling that well, but he still managed to put up his 22 points. And he just manages to get his spots whenever he feels like it. And it's something that the Nets missed because without it's a it puts a lot more pressure on James Harden when there's no Kyrie out there. And you saw, like, with Kyrie out there, James Harden can rest on offense. So that's a positive because we know when James Harden has no legs on offense, it's not a pretty sight. So if James Harden can stay somewhat healthy and stay somewhat rested throughout the season – and he's able to put out above his normal output in the playoffs, then the Nets have a chance to win the championship this year. So anything outside of that, then I don't really see that happening. And as far as the Pacers, Lance Stevenson was just going crazy in the first quarter, man. Like, to score 20 straight, he hit the buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter. Kyrie hit a buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter as well, but it was just amazing to see Slant Stevenson doing this in 2022. If anybody had that on a bingo card, then they probably rich right now because 
Lance Stevenson going off a 20 and a quarter in 2022 for the Indiana Pacers is something I just didn't see coming. Yeah, that man, the man Lance said, I see Kyrie's back, but this is my moment. And it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I guess, you know, he just started playing bad down the stretch, but Lance has always been capable of doing outbursts. Not quite like this. This is a little crazy. But, you know, 20 in the first, 30 in the game. But, I mean, the playoffs obviously has moments. But, yeah, um, not for sure. I want to highlight a game that happened on um, Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. It was the Hawks versus the Portland Trailblazers. Um Damian Lillard didn't play, and CJ yeah. McCollum still out. But Anthony Simons wound up with a career high forty three points on nine of sixteen from three, and they won the game. But on the other side, Trey Young had fifty six points and fourteen assists. And I just wanted to highlight that a performance on seventeen of twenty six uh, from the field and seven of twelve from three. Just wanted to highlight you know those performances. Funny? You know what's funny about that? What after he scored 56 and 14, here comes the report of the, the Hawks trying to do a two for one deal to get an impact player on their team. So basically, what they saying is Trey scored 56 and 14 assists, and we still can't win. So y'all gotta go, and <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, if Hunter just never gonna play. Which he won't. Well, they were missing a lot of people. They were missing everybody. So Hunter and is still not playing. Yeah, Reddish not playing. I mean, uh, what's his face? Collins didn't play either. He just doesn't have people out there. It's a weird season though. Like, I feel like you can't really it's like hard. Like every team got losses on their schedule where they just got impacted by COVID. And it's no, no other way around it. Not the worst, even like you can really go ahead. The worst part about the Hawks though, is that mm-hmm. obvious is that this was going to be like a proven wrong type season. This could have been like a, you know, I mean, there's still time, obviously it's only been like 36 games, but, um, you know, this this was supposed to be like a like a prove them wrong. Like we were really supposed to be here season, and it just feels like it's lost. They're not even in the playoffs right now. So you know, all the people that were like Atlanta, Atlanta making it to the finals or conference finals was a fluke. They look right, and I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but you know, it's just they've just been impacted so heavily that they can't even really defend themselves right now. Like Phoenix, you feel me? They were able, they're able to defend themselves and be like, yeah, we were really built to go here. And they, you know, they've been doing their thing, but Atlanta, it's like, they don't really have a chance because all the injuries and now people, you know, are like Atlanta getting there was a fluke and Trey Young, not really like that. He was just like that for a strut type shit. So I don't think you can say Trey Young, not really like that. Yeah, you can't really take nothing away from Trey Young. It's just a surrounding pieces. Yeah, everybody else, everybody else is ass right now. Or I'll tell you this: no one, there's no one else elevating themselves ever. Nobody else ever goes crazy, helps one guy out. 
I mean, they have the like the sporadic Cam Reddish outbursts, but it's few is too few yeah. and far between for it to really be an impact. Yeah. Let me talk about Bogdanovich. It's just the whole issue. <laughs> I mean, he's still got to be there. If he's not there, then I guess, I guess we let up forty-five to Anthony. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad. Don't know. You got any news and notes, man? There was a fight last night. Semi fight. There was a semi fight last night. Did you? Did you? Did you guys see Nurkic? set a screen on Tyler Hero last night and Tyler Hero obviously didn't like the screen so he he kind of like you know how like you get hit with one of those bone crushing screens and you kind of fall mm-hmm. Tyler Hero fell then Nurkic like rolled to the basket and Tyler Hero chased him down pushed him from the back like he was like like Jokic kind of did the he just obviously is not strong enough to make it make uh, his neck snap or anything, but Nurkic turned around and, like, hit him with, like, a, a straight to the face. Like, I don't it, – it's not – it's weird because it wasn't really a punch, but it was close fist, and it hit him in the face. Like, directly in the face. Anybody have any thoughts? Danny socked him. <laughs> Damn, Tyler. Nah, me and Tyler – that that whole team can be annoying, obviously. You know, getting the scuffles and such. Um I think like last night Kyle Lowry got ejected two. A lot going on in that game. Poor Trailblazers feeling good. They're like, oh, we beat the Heat. We got we got to fight. We got to fight to get in that tenth seed. Um, especially with like you said, no CJ, no Dame. But now it's very interesting, Tyler Hero. Uh well, well, that was corny, but he got hit in his face. I wonder what the I wonder what the suspension is going to be. He's got to get suspended, though, right? Yeah, he has to. I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think it's just going to be contact made above the head and neck area. It's automatic one game suspension. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, but yeah, definitely he had he has to. Can't can't yeah. That. Shout out, um, shout out Dirk Nowitzki. He just got his uh, jersey yeah, I was going there last. next. He's got his jersey retired, I, I believe it was last night, but it might have been the night before. No, so it was last it? night, last night, yeah. Got his iconic 41, number 41 retired by the Mavericks. He's the only player in NBA history to play for the same team for 21 seasons. Former NBA champion. 2011. What's what's y'all best memory of Dirk Davis? Is it the 21 finals? I mean, the, the 2011 finals? It's gotta be. Yeah, I mean, that's when, he's, that's when he used to really cement himself as, I mean, he would have made the Hall of Fame anyway. But, you know, just winning that franchise against, you know, the team that everybody thought was going to be unbeatable. And causing, causing you know, the collapse that he caused. And just the, the road he got there, it really is, like, how can you beat that? It's arguably the toughest championship road of any, you know, of any team in history. So I don't know about that one. 
arguably. Okay, I give you arguably. It was I, I it was definitely it was Spurs <laughs> Lakers Thunder, right? Yeah, yeah. Spurs yeah. Lakers Thunder Heat, and they were like the seventh seed, I believe, sixth or seventh, weren't they? Oh yeah, they were like the seventh seed because they were, and they played the the Lakers in the first round. Blew the so they were off of them. so they were away for all those games as well. Yeah, give credit to him, man. Dirk yeah, that's what hell of a career. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, that's it, it's arguably it's up there for the toughest rows to a finals. Which one do you think is it was harder, Darnell? Since you were saying you don't know about that. I mean, you said road to the finals, so you can consider it challenges in the first round and the second round and the conference finals. So I'll yeah. probably have to think about that one a little bit. But man, you want coming down from three. <laughs> you already uh, know. I hate this. <laughs> you wanted to make about the Cavs that bad. I got you. I'll make it about the Cavs for you. So there's a um updated rookie to. ladder right now. We didn't, even, and, we didn't even get to we didn't even get to get to praise my man Dirk. I didn't even get to say anything. Oh uh, man, Dirk, obviously, as we know, 2011 finals. Um, yeah, he cemented his legacy, man, with an unstoppable shot that everybody started copying, trying to just off one leg, just throwing that bitch up as high as you can, see if you can hit it. And yeah, in 2011, it really was amazing because you know, I, th- I won't say he had obviously no help. Like Jason Terry was huge, I was Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler, those guys were really, really good players, but yeah, Dirk just put him on his back, and it was like, damn. Nobody can stop this guy at all. And it was just I don't I don't think there's been like a consistent playoff stretch like that. Which is one player just who who people probably people maybe even didn't think could do it, just taking over the entire postseason, just running through everybody. So yeah, shout out Dirk. Earned it, man. Fought fought for the fought for years 18 through 21, too. Had to break the record. All right, go ahead. Oh, okay. So the um, the updated rookie ladder. So actually, Franz Wagner is actually number one in the rookie ladder now. He he just won um Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Um, I believe Josh Giddy won Western Conference again. So he's looking like you know he's looking like he's been the best Western Conference rookie. But the rookie ladder for right now is Franz Wagner. Um, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Chris Duarte, Herb Jones, Al Perrin Sangoon. He is on the rock. He's the Rockets backup center. And Omer Yurt Seven. I forget which team he's on. And Herb Jones. Chris Duarte is on the Pacers. Um, what team does Front even play for? Orlando. Oh, he no. was. He was their um, sixth or seventh, whichever pick they had. I think he was seventh. He was their seventh pick. So they, he was so their they second. Took, he was their second first round pick. So a lot of yeah. Picks. Yeah, but I'm saying he was like he went like seven, I think, because they had five. They had five and seven. Yeah, they had five and like seven. That. He went seven. Yeah, and then obviously Suggs went five. No, no, that's not right. He went five. They had five and eight. 
Okay, yeah. Five names. So I seven, seven was worth, the Warriors. Uh that was where Kuminga went. Okay. Damn. Damn. Franz, My- Franz, Franz Wagner has been balling this year, like under the yeah. radar. He's been getting it done. But Orlando's one of the worst teams in the league. I'm saying it's under the so, radar because they're seven and thirty-three. One thing I wanted to say. No no Jalen. Nope. Neither Jalen. Jalen has been. See, the thing with Suggs is, like, I, I was seeing the type of player he looked like. He looked like the type of player that needs a that needs a good. He's he's like, he's like a point guard that can't do it on his own. I don't see that out of him, but like, he seems like he could help facilitate a good offense. But as we know with the pit, with the uh, Magic, that's an outstanding defense, and that defense is going to be terrifying when uh, Jonathan Isaac comes back. Like, they got defensive pieces out there, but the thing is they need offense. And even though Cole Anthony is doing his thing out there, he's really been – him and Franz are really the only main source of offense out there. So, Jalen just not going to fit with this team. He, he just not good enough at, at offense to, you know, help this porous offense be good. Yeah, I was going to say, the other thing is his, he doesn't really get the assist that you would need to get. Yeah. Um, you know, only, only if he's supposed to be like a point guard, he only gets you like four a game, under four a game. Yeah. It's not great. It's not, only if he has the ball more, I mean, he has six, but still. Yeah. Got to give me something, man. I mean, it was a weird it, – it was a weird fit when it happened. Everybody said that because, like, they already had two point guards. They had – um obviously, Markel still hasn't played, but, you know, they have Markel. And yeah. – um, yeah. yeah. And then Cole Anthony, who's also a point guard. It's kind of similar, a similar situation to what the Kings are in right now. They have three exactly. point. They have three point guards, and it's like they don't play well with with each other. Type shit. Like Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton plays like a completely different player when De'Aaron Fox isn't on the court than when he or isn't like in the game than when he is. Because at because Tyrese is really a point guard, but he's just a shooting guard because De'Aaron is the point guard. Type shit. Yeah. So. You can't just have three small guards. We've seen it tried before. We saw it with Phoenix that one year when they had um, Bledsoe, Dragic, and, and Isaiah Thomas. It's just hard to win when you got when your best players are three small guards. Not for sure. And and I think another thing that's kind of um, alarming is we knew in college like Suggs isn't a great three point shooter, but he's shooting twenty six percent from three. I just yeah. that's not gonna work. Nah, not gonna work with this team. Period. Um, somebody, somebody told me he asked he a more ass version of Russ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> damn. I was like that's like speaking of worst, worst, speaking of worst, like the worst comparison I could ever hear. A oh, worse Russ. Damn, not a worse Russ. With no athleticism. Shout out, Shout out to Russ, man. 
My man had a zero Russ. turnover game. Shout out to Russ. What'd he do? I missed it. He had zero turnovers, man. Let's go, Russ. First game with zero turnovers since 2016. He did it in the playoffs, but uh, <laughs> they didn't count. <laughs> First no turnover like, game in five years. It was like two, it was like 400 something. It was like 400 consecutive games. 400 something consecutive games. 100 straight games just throwing that bitch away one time. <laughs> it's weird because before that, like, he went on and said in the post game about how the way his, his play, play style is, he's allowed to make turnovers. And a lot of the Lakers fans got mad at that because he basically wasn't owning up to the fact that he was being careless with the ball. That you guys don't get. I'm allowed to do dumb shit. Like, y'all don't get it, man. I got a triple double, man. Yeah. I could have five. I could have five turnovers. It's not even. It's not even getting that for real. Yeah, I know. It's when you get eleven turnovers. Hey, man. Good job, Russ. Just took playing the Kings. You might be back. Y'all see, obviously, at that game, LeBron said he's the motherfucking problem out here. Yep. So, I'd watch it live. Yeah, LeBron's, LeBron's been, you know, just trying to hype up all season because the team needs it. <laughs> For real. I mean, he has. They just, need, they just need a boost of energy, and LeBron's been trying to provide it. You know, I posted a question on t- Twitter the other day. It was is can LeBron is Le, does LeBron have a legitimate chance to get into the MVP race? He's in the race, man. They people were not trying to hear LeBron in the MVP race at all. I mean, if they if, if the rec if the record allows, then I, I don't see why not. Why he can't be I in was, the discussion? I'm not saying he should be a finalist, but um, right now, right now, I would say Durant. Probably first, just because Steph is Steph hasn't been playing quite as well recently, so I would I would give the edge to Durant right now. Steph can still be like two, I guess, and then third. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know. There's Giannis, there's um, Demar, but again, Demar and Levine are kind of so close with each other. Um, who else? Chris Paul, obviously, like last year, I guess. Um, Jokic again, like Embiid's been playing pretty well, even though I don't, I don't know if the record's going to allow for Embiid to be up there, but we've gotten some good play. I would say the top two are still Steph and, and, and Durant, with Durant being on top. But, I mean, I, I don't see a reason why LeBron couldn't finesse his way up there. He got the name, obviously. He got the age where people are going to be like, hey, Look at him carrying this team. So you feel he me? has been scoring he, thirty like every. No, nah, no, nah, I agree. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. So I mean, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility for him to become an MVP finalist, even whether he wins it or not. I I don't think I don't think he'll put up the. I don't think it'll be good enough for him to beat either Steph or, or Durant, but. 
could he finesse his way up to number three? I think so. But they got to win games on top of it. So, I mean, at this point, I, at the, I think at this point, it kind of just depends on if it's got to play the, the games. But and obviously, who knows if he'll be able to keep this up. But he's, he's averaging now 29, seven rebounds, six assists, six and a half. I mean, those are MVP numbers for sure. I think I think the biggest thing is really going to be how many games can he play. Even more so than the record that they have. Well, I mean, we pretty much know if he doesn't play, they're, they're not going to have a chance to win. Yeah. I mean, that's the Russell, that's the West, that's the Russell Westbrook impact, man. Comes over there and everyone's like, wow, this team sucks. LeBron guy won MVP. I mean, you look at it. I was just surprised. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, KD, 30 a game. 30 a game, 8. 7.7 rebounds, almost 8. 5.7 assists. I did sleep on his assists, for real. Yeah, it's a lot. But the numbers are similar. And the records aren't that far. Lakers are 20 and 19. Nets are 24 and 12. But the biggest difference is let me let me actually check because KD missed some games. KD's 31 games, LeBron's played 27. Nah, he there. I'd say he's third, to be honest. Yeah, I want to say that he's like it creeping up into the conversation and I like the back end of it. I don't think he's like should be considered one of the favorites or anything, but no. There's two favorites right now, but he definitely he definitely But the way Steph the the way Steph is selling lately, man, I don't know, man. Yeah, Steph was bad. We talked about he went five of twenty-four yesterday. It's not good. <laughs> he had fourteen points yesterday, I think. Yeah, and he had nine the game before. Yeah, uh, yeah, stuff, stuff, been, stuff, been, uh, been folding. He just, I mean, he's prone to have like normally one bad game, but not like this. This is this is real bad. Like he's the singular reason they lost. Because again, like we talked about. They, 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 you can't really score on them. But I mean, damn, dog, you can't go five of 24. He's done that a few times this season. It does. The only, the, the only thing is, is this one was back to back. It's a little different. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's why I said Durant, Durant usurped him. And we can't we can't use the Kyrie thing because Kyrie didn't play all season. And Harden has been awful, so yeah. But Harden Harden actually had like a stretch where he had like scored yeah. thirty in like three or four games in a row. He had a stretch. Well, for part for one part of that stretch, Durant wasn't there. And, oh, and exactly, that's kind of a thing, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but I mean. He was able to hold them afloat a couple games without Durant, but the games that Durant has been there, Harden's been Harden's been better than he was at first. At first, he was 
awful. But now he's been cool. And now he don't got to do – now he don't got to do too much, at least on away games, because as we see, Kyrie came back and looks just as good. Yep. Hey, man. Shout out Memphis. Uh, Grizzlies have won six in a row. Man, job been snapping. You know, 25 and 14. Very clearly – kind of separating themselves from the lower end of the West at the moment. Not quite with the top three. It's still three games back at Utah, five back at Phoenix and the Warriors. Obviously, those are tough teams to catch. But Grizzlies, so man, think, looking real good. They're taking the lead. Good. I was just going to say, I think they've solidified themselves in the top four. So I think it's a top four in the West. Yeah. It's Golden State, Phoenix, Utah, and, um, and Memphis. Then it's the rest. Yep, not for sure. And, you know, just just in, impressive. We've noticed for years, like, how good they are. But Ja, just taking the next step. And really, I wouldn't say it's, like, necessarily – because he, he performed in big games. It's more so just the consistency. But yeah. now that they're there, you know, it's looking like, hey, they're looking like – they're looking like a dangerous team. Very, very dangerous for sure. Because they match up well with the Warriors, as we saw last year. Yep. Um, and they just have they just have pieces that can kind of match with everyone. They have depth. Devin yeah. Baines, another somebody else. Oh, they yeah. found out the. Oh yeah, Desmond playing really well. Yeah. Yep. Now that last year definitely wasn't wasn't a fluke for them to get in. No, not at all. It just. The play, uh, the playing situation was just a weird situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's here, so it is I'm here. With it. And um, shout out Sixers five in a row. Good job, yeah. boys. That's why I said the Sixers. And B been doing his thing a little bit, you know. He can, he can, he can start entering the the race. Yeah, with Embiid, it's just it's just gonna be how many can he play? But, you know. Yeah, how long can he keep the energy up? Because yep. he because he is prone to lose all energy in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but if we keep playing the Rockets and the Pelicans, man, <laughs> oh, throw more. Orlando in there too. Yes, sir. Yeah, last night, nice Orlando win. I think we play Damn. Spurs and two. Damn. All I know is Warriors Cavs on Sunday, NBA TV, must see TV. Hey, Toronto back in seven. Let's get it. Are y'all really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, worst is Orlando. Second worst is Detroit. Third worst is Indiana. Finally, as they as they've been supposed to be for like years, they're finally as ass as their roster is. Yep, just need an ass coach. <laughs> so, and then Atlanta, Atlanta is um the fourth worst, and then the Knicks are the other team out the playoffs. Knicks have been awful. Yeah. But they they kind of they kind of you know they haven't been as bad recently though. 
They've, they've been six and four in the last 10 games, so they've been doing their thing a little bit. Ever since Kemba's resurgence, which didn't last too long, it was like three games, but, <laughs> but <laughs> he was really good for those three games. Shout out Kemba. Then he had the fit of, he had the fit of the year all Christmas, so shout out Kemba. Yeah, I mean, sadly, the Wizards back at the nine seed where they consistently stay. Yeah, it looked nice at first. But... It, Bradley didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Just never started doing shit. I mean, he did have games where he was having like 40 and they were losing like before. Exactly. He doesn't do shit and wins. Not it's not a great sign. That's it's a pretty bad sign, actually. Yeah. Um, but not nah, yeah, for sure. Rest of the East obviously shaping up. Cavs hanging on for dear life. Barely, man. Injuries right now, man. It's just piling up and not playing great basketball right now. Yeah. Playing good basketball, but just got Darius Garland back. They've been the most, like, by the numbers, they've been the most, the team impacted the most by COVID. I'm and Chicago. Yeah. Even, like, <laughs> no, like, but it's weird because, like, you would think, because I saw what happened when Toronto and Cleveland played, and Toronto had nobody. Yeah. But pretty much everybody – Pretty much everybody in the Cavs rotation has been out with COVID this season. Yeah. Worse than the Bulls? The Bulls missed every player, bro, at one yeah. point. They had to postpone games. because they. Mean, but that's the thing. They got to postpone games. It's a little different than having to play them without your players. Yeah. How you get L's? Chicago has, like – eight people on the COVID list at one time. They were like, well, if y'all don't have a roster, then <laughs> I guess y'all can't play the game. I want to say one thing. NBA All-Star Fred Van Vliet. Oh, my God. Now nah, he's actually been going crazy this season. He really does deserve it. He deserves an All-Star spot in my opinion. As a backup, he don't need to start, obviously, but think Fred VanVleet deserves some all-star consideration. See, this is what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to Fred VanVleet versus Darius Garland. And depending on the Cavs record, and depending on the th- on, the, on the Raptors record, I think it's going to decide who makes it. Fred VanVleet been killing. He has. He has in the calendar year for sure. He's been Super Bowl in this calendar year. Yeah. Well, even towards the end of last, in like December, really starting in December. Every month, he's been going up and scoring. I think he started like 17 in the month of October. And then he's averaging 30-something in the month of January so far. I mean, the the thing is, in order for them to be successful, it always had to be on him just because he's the best scorer on the team. I didn't know how he would play as a point guard because that wasn't really his role because Lowry was there. 
That's why I wanted mm-hmm. Suggs in the in the because I wasn't sure if if Van Vliet was a good enough point guard. But that's what everybody doing. thought. But he's been doing this thing as a point, so fuck it. I guess Toronto saw it. That's why I really like fuck this small ass point guard that can't really do shit. Let's get to, let's get let's get one of the best defenders in the draft and try to mold him into a into a three and D type player that can also play make. Try to morph him into baby Kawhi. So well, Kawhi can't play make though. <laughs> so what? Uh, Kawhi can't play make though. I mean, Kawhi can't. He's been getting better. He has. I get you better. He's just not. Oh, he's not great at it yet. That's his. Scotty Barnes is better at it. That playmaking. But, yeah. I mean, the goal is, you know, to get the offensive production and the defense. Just make him a all of, just make him the all-around player. Because we know, we know who on our roster can't quite be that. <laughs> it's my guy, but it, I, it's, it's his time to go. But they rolling with him. Though, lately. He had like he's my guy. But this is Siakam in case people out there listening don't know who yeah, we're talking this about. Is killing Siakam. Nah, Siakam, my guy. But but it's time to go. Yeah. Damn. I, depending on what we can get for him, I don't think we can should just trade him just to trade him. Oh, Detroit's been trying to trade Jeremy Grant, like I said in the offseason. I was like, there's really no purpose for him to be on this team. They should trade him and see what value they can get. And now they're about to do it. They're trying to – he's been playing really well, and they're trying to finesse somebody <laughs> for something out of him. Like, I thought, I thought that was the plan to begin with, to be honest. So, yeah, it looks like they're coming to fruition with it. Well, they're trying to at least, and there's been a few teams trying to get them. I heard the Lakers want them. Um, they're probably like Russ for Jeremy Grant, <laughs> and I'm sure Detroit is like fuck no. But I know they've asked. I know they've tried that one. They have to. Have. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, send Jeremy and Kate, and you can have Ben Simmons. That's for sure. Jeremy and Kate. Yes. Leave him throwing to bias. Give you something nice. Buy yourself. Y'all, y'all really want y'all really want Ben Simmons off the team. Sure we do. No, you don't. 